0: Welcome back to The Brandon White Show, where we have conversations worth listening to give you an edge to win in your business and your life. I'm your host, Brandon White. Here we go. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Build a Business Success Secrets. I am your host, Brandon C. White, and today I wanna tell you about how Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income got me back into podcasting even after I had been podcasting before podcasting was even a thing. Let's not waste another second. Let's get to it. Let's turn back the clock to 1996. I have this idea that I'm going to create a fishing magazine. And to make the long story short, I don't have enough money to print it start hanging out in the computing lab and playing around with this thing in the internet that I had played with during college because I'm now working on my master's degree in psychology. And I figure, why not just put a magazine online? What an idea. Seems pretty obvious right now as we're listening to this, but it wasn't back then. It was this cool technology that you could create things on the internet and create a homepage. And that's what I did. And it gained traction, and I was writing weekly fishing reports. We had a message board, or bulletin board, or Facebook wall, if you want to call it that, and people would exchange information. But I was compiling fishing reports on a weekly basis. I was getting all the information, and they were pretty long. They were 3,000 words per region, and I was covering the Chesapeake Bay, which is effectively three or four states area, and it would take me a while. And I came up with the idea that I could just record myself and put the audio file online. And that's exactly what I did. And I started publishing the fishing reports weekly on an audio file. And it wasn't called podcasting. It was just, hey, let's put an audio file online and record something. And I wasn't the only person doing it. Back then in the 1996, 1997, 1988, 98, 99, 2000 even, it started to get to a point where we were all trying to figure out how to put audio and video online in a way that it would work. And bandwidth started to increase a little bit, but back in 1996, 97, there was still dial up, but people were willing to listen. And it was much easier for me and much like I record this podcast today, I don't edit it in the sense that we're having a conversation and I let it flow and sometimes it screws up and sometimes there's an outtake. But I just let it flow and it's real natural. It's much like the BBC, if you will, or NPR style in Marketplace if you ever listen to that. But the BBC does this really well and – I figured, let's start doing it. So we did it. We got some traction, and I kept doing it. And then I started doing video casts mainly because I was looking at a clip yesterday as I prepared to record this podcast, and I have a clip of myself recording myself being really excited that I had just gotten a camera that was 640. I think it's 640 by 490 DPI, which now, like, your phone is 4K, or 5K, or whatever they've come out with this week. And it's just incredible, but I was so excited, and I started doing videocasts, and I started putting them on. And this was pre-YouTube, so we didn't have YouTube. I would literally upload them onto the site as a file. Someone could download them, and the browsers started to be able to transform these audio files and video files so that when you clicked them they would automatically play in the browser and that seems completely obvious right now but it actually was really hard back then for the browsers to do that but once that happened it was really cool so i started doing that all the time and then i realized that i could transcribe the audio as things started to get more sophisticated And even back then there was transcription it was slow on your computer because of the processing but you could do it then i would edit it which increased the speed of which i could write these phishing reports because i could record them transcribe them edit and put it online and i wanted that written phishing report because it was hugely valuable for search engine optimization even to this day i'd since sold that site What was it eight years ago or what it became ultimately, which is a story for another day. But the SEO of that site even today is worth something like 500 or dollars 500, or $550,000 of basically free traffic that comes to it because of the SEO power that I, I built. And a lot of that came through the fishing reports. And that's why it was important and it doesn't – it didn't – the search engines didn't transcribe the audio like they do today – because of the processing power that's available. So I had done that and then sort of got out of the habit. When I sold the company, I was really candidly glad to be done at the moment with having to produce so much content. Because if you're out there listening, you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to get content out on social media, to keep your brand in front of people. And you know how exhausting it can be. And, We really had a small team, and I was just cranking out content. I got really good at it and really efficient. That's why this time around with Build a Business and what we're doing, it's been a little bit easier. But there was about a six-year span where I had another business, and we were building enterprise software, and I wasn't as involved with the online media world. I kept up with it. I still kept probably ten websites up and going to learn because you always want to understand what the algorithms are doing, and and I love the online marketing world, and it's it's exciting. It's sort of a challenge every day. You wake up, Google changes its algorithms, and you got to figure out what you're going to do when you start playing around with the SEO world, or if you're doing paid advertising, what's hitting today? Where are your conversions? What message is being working better than others. What audience is working better? So really, I I love that. But I had gotten out of podcasting. And for some reason, whether it's my generation or I'm not that old, in my 40s, but radio was a thing for me. And I find it really fun. Not to say that I don't enjoy TV and movies and things like that. But radio just has this feel, I think, and personal touch that you get from listening to someone and and it's really intimate. So I want to get back into podcasting and podcasting was actually difficult when, as it, things really progressed. Actually in 2005 is when quote unquote the word podcasting really was a thing and I, I don't know who wants to claim it. I think there was a journalist, what was his name, Ben Hammersley or something like that who is said to have coined the phrase podcasting in 2004. And then I think Adam Curry, who some of you may remember from MTV had a developer and they created this thing called iPodder, literally iPodder. And it allowed you to upload and really was a platform. And then Apple jumped on board. And I think it was in one of their releases. I have some notes here. Let me take a look. I think it was, to be exact, in iTunes 4.9 in 2005, Apple came out with the ability to host your podcast. And I uploaded back then onto the Apple platform, but it wasn't super easy like it is now. I wouldn't say today is super easy, but it's much easier there were all sorts of things that you had to do plugins and your RSS feeds and you had to host it yourself, which was a bandwidth issue. And there weren't all these companies that would host your audio for you and load balance it and do all the things that you really need to do today to, to, to deliver a fast audio file. And I started doing all the research and I started reading everything out there that I could Everything, and I, I, for some reason, I resonated with this guy, Pat Flynn, and he has this company or media company called Smart Passive Income, and it really talked how he lost his job and became a podcaster effectively and grew an audience, and then he would sell, and he still does, courses about how to start your podcast. And I had been following it, and I took a look at it, and, and it seemed really expensive. It was Well, over a thousand dollars, and I felt like I knew the baseline. So I one day decided he did these webinars that we're all familiar with that I give too. And it seemed so compelling that I was like, you know what? Today I'm going to buy this because it just makes sense. I went to college. I went and got a master's degree, which I paid. A lot of money for. Then I got an MBA from UNC Chapel Hill, which I paid about $110,000 for. And I was sitting here, and then I did postgraduate work at Stanford, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, why am I even thinking twice about spending a few thousand dollars on this guy who is clearly really good at podcasting he clearly is a tech nerd who stays up to date with it and he's created a course that's going to excel my ability or shortcut my ability to get a new podcast up and i think it took a lot for me to get over that because like "Oh, i'm the expert i've been podcasting before pat flynn and all these other people even podcasted but pat was modern and there was a gap there where i had missed and there was just an extraordinary amount of technology advancement and also tips and techniques really around that he offered around how to get your audience to grow because there were more podcasts now. This is about uh, 24 months ago. And I bought the I bought the course. I whipped out my credit card. I spent, I don't know how much it was. I want to say it was a few thousand bucks, under two, but still – what appeared to be a lot of money. But when I put it in perspective, I was like, well, this is, I got to do this, man. So I take the course and it was awesome. And I would say that he cut down probably 75% of my learning curve. And it's not that all of the information isn't out there on the internet. Candidly, it is. But you have to dig around. And then you, what I think weighs on me is... You've got to find the information, you've got to read several different views of the information from several different people, and then you've got to figure out which one actually is the expert or actually knows and isn't just writing some SEO article so that you'll click. And I had been listening to Pat's podcast where he talks about a lot of this stuff, and I just figured it would cut down on my learning curve, and it actually did. I was able to go into the podcasting course, come out of it with a very clear plan on what I was going to do, and I did, and I launched my first podcast, which I'm going to tell you a little trick here that I did, which they do in video games, online games, which is I decided to launch the podcast, and when you launch a podcast or you do anything in social media marketing, you need to be consistent and you need to get ahead. So I had recorded a few episodes that he has outlined and I had bought the tech. I had bought, I'd made many recommendations, a few of these recommendations. I did a little bit of research on my own as it relates to mics and things. And, you know, it's Jeet Do. It's just my Bruce Lee's, that's why I follow Bruce Lee's philosophy, which is absorb what is useful, discard what is not, add what is uniquely your own. And that's really what I did. But Pat Flynn gave me a real boost. So I started it and the podcast, which you can still go out there and find, is called Build a Business with Brandon. And I decided that I was going to launch it and see what was going to happen when I launched it, see how the tech was going to work, see how the Apple algorithms were going to work, see how Spotify was going to work. So I launched it and this was almost, uh, well, not almost, it was a year ago well over a year ago, I guess now, maybe 14 or 15 months, I launched it. I think we put out nine episodes and then I stopped and I regrouped. I looked at all the data. I looked how it went and then came up with another plan with a new brand, quote unquote, that you're listening to right here, which is Build a Business Success Secrets. And I learned this technique and that other podcast is still out there, but I I ditched it and I learned this because what gamers, software game companies will do is they will come up with a name after they get a beta version or a good minimal viable product, a product that can work, and they will launch it in another country. So let's say they're United, they are they want to launch to the United States, so that maybe they launch in New Zealand first or they'll launch in Australia and they'll launch under a different name and they'll launch it. And they'll see what happens. They'll get all the user feedback. And then they'll take all of that, take a break, and relaunch it under quote, relaunch it. It's really never been seen in the United States market. They'll launch it under a new name with everything they learned. So that's what I did. And this time around, when we did the launch, I had more episodes, which you absolutely have to have in the can. And I knew how the algorithms were going to react. And we did. We did get in the top of the charts, the Apple charts, relatively quickly, quite frankly. But it wasn't because that was a year's worth of learning and a lot of work. But And then, as I launched that, I had, in between there, been tuning in to Pat, going back to the course, referencing these things, and it just excelled my learning. So, I think what I want to share with you today, or I have shared, is – Sometimes you believe you're an expert, which I did, and there's some ego in there. I'm looking at all these these cats out here and I'm saying, I've been doing this long before you even thought about podcasting or putting audio on the internet or doing video files. But I think we all have this ego, which is good. It makes us competitive. It makes us want to be a winner. But sometimes you need to step back and say, you know what, I need help. The price for this really isn't that expensive and what I'm going to gain leapfrog because truthfully, I probably would still be absorbing free articles, free podcasts, free whatever and trying to figure it out where now I just have this reference guide and I have him as a reference because he does just like I do weekly office hours. So that's a lesson I wanted to share with you today. If I learned anything that I could pass on to you today is a podcast is worth it, especially if you don't like to be seen on video, which I don't mind. It's just a lot easier because right now I haven't showered. My hair's a wreck. I think I've been wearing the sh- sweatshirt for two and a half days, and I don't have to worry about video. I can just get on here and you hear my voice And in general, my voice is the same unless I've talked too much during the day on the phone or something or been Zoomed to death, which we all probably can relate to right now. And you can roll with it. So podcast is great. You've got to be consistent. Consistency really is the magic sauce to anything. So if there's any HPT, high percentage tip I would give you today, it's consistency. You want to stay consistent and publishing. I committed to publishing three days a week which if you go back, you'll see I pretty much hit. I like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It allows people, podcasting is one of these asynchronous things, so you can tune in at any day, and you can either go back or go forward. I do this with a bunch of the podcasts that I listen to. And the other tip is get the right equipment. Having a good mic, hopefully you can hear, really does change it. And in the beginning, I edited these. Now I have a company that does it for me, which if you want the all the HPTs, I have an episode if you go back and look on some tips on what equipment I use for podcasting and what lessons I've learned in general. So new year's coming up. Think about what you want to learn. Think about who you've followed over this past year and how they might be able to help you. And I'm recording this the day before Thanksgiving. And I'm thankful for you tuning in, supporting this podcast. We are publishing today our 50th episode, which is pretty exciting. I feel like it's a good milestone. I think the next milestone we'll get to 100. And then we'll be off to the races. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Or I hope you did enjoy your Thanksgiving. And thank you for tuning in. And thank you, friends, for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, we want to hear from you, and subscribe so you don't miss any of our weekly episodes. Until the next time, remember, you are just one business plan away. I'm rooting for your success. We'll see you soon.